Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement with OCJ Kids. Yeah, my wife and I were youth pastors. We youth pastor for about 26 years. And about 2006, God began to call us to reach out to the foster care community within our church and how, what we could do and how we could make an impact on the kid as they journey through foster care system. And in 2010, it got so big because of what we were doing, we quit our jobs and went full-time into OCJ Kids. My wife and I are the founders of this organization. And we just saw a need and said, how do we fill that need and how do we rally the churches, not just our church, but maybe other churches, to kind of intersect the kids on their journey in the foster system and make a difference. All right. And what does OCJ stand for? It stands for Opportunity, Community, and Justice. All right. Now, what's the mission of OCJ Kids? Basically to equip the faith community and the business community to intersect the lives of kids on their journey through the foster care system to create a brighter future. Now, what areas do you serve? Now, is it just kids here in Phoenix, or do you reach out beyond the area? No, we became um, U.S. missionaries through the Simmons of God, and so we serve churches and we serve foster kids in any state that we can partner with. We started off in Arizona, and we've done some work in Oregon, Louisiana, Mississippi, and in Texas, but open up to working wherever. Okay. All right. Well, there's a special program that we're going to be talking about. It's your free phones program. Tell us, what exactly is that program? What does that program consist of? Well, as we were working with kids, we were trying to provide resources as they age out. We also have some mentors to help kids to prepare for them to age out and then help them as they walk through that journey of independent living. But we found out most of the kids as they aged out weren't calling us back. We were losing track of them. So we didn't know if they were becoming homeless if they were finding a place to live, finding a job, we really lost track. And the statistics nationally are pretty bad. It's like 60% of the kids that age out of foster care become homeless or in prison within a year. So we sat down with our staff, our board, said, how do we begin to improve that statistic and how do we connect with these kids? And so somebody mentioned, well, why don't we try to provide them a cell phone? That way we would have their number, we could call them. So I got on the phone with T-Mobile and I said, hey, we have a crisis here. You guys have the ability to make a difference in these kids' lives. And I was wondering if you guys would just donate phones to kids as age out of foster care so that we can track them and we can call them monthly and just check up in on them and see how they're doing and make sure that they are finding resiliency and independent living. And uh, they said yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, what ages again? Usually we're, we, the kids are um, 18 to 22 that we have been partnering with with the phone program. Some of them have gone into transitional living and housing, and they'll call us, the staff will call us and say, hey, would you guys be able to provide us a phone? The kids been in transitional living now for a couple of years, getting ready to move on from there, but we'd really like to stay in touch with them. Could we get a phone for them? And so we've said yes. Now, tell us, how does the program work exactly? Yeah, we've uh, T-Mobile sent us about 100 phones, and we sit down with the kids individually. We assign them a phone mentor so that that phone mentor is going to call them monthly just to check in. We've got a set amount of questions that we ask them that find out how they're doing emotionally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, uh, financially, the whole, the whole gamut. And we have them sign a contract. We say, this is the phone, but there are some parameters, some limitations, some things you can't do with your phone. And we'll be kind of monitoring that. And uh, we're going to give you about six months, maybe more, depending on what you need, but at least six months with a phone, which includes free talks, text, and, and data, unlimited. And, uh, Every month, if you don't call in, we have the ability to shut your service off. So we really need you to call in as that incentive. And then as the kids call in, 
we give them an added bonus, but we have partnered with Little Caesars Pizza, so we also send them a, about a $15 Little Caesars gift card for pizza. And so the, we just have the kids sign that contract and uh, meet with them. And if they don't fulfill the contract, we meet with them personally or shut off the phone, and then they'll come to us and say, hey, what happened to my phone? And then we can explain what's going on. All right. Well, tell us more about the mentors. Who are these phone mentors, and what's the role that they play? It's just caring adults, uh, right? We start off with our staff. So it's a pilot program we've done here in Arizona to start off. So we start off with our staff, but we are now training other volunteers to be able to talk to these kids. So it's just those people primarily from churches or networking groups that we're a part of. And uh, we're working with Northern Arizona University right now to kind of come up with a, a guide, a manual training that those phone mentors, as they call the kids, if the kids call us, you know, really intensive things, maybe they're suicidal or they're depressed or they kind of lose their cool on the phone, how do we help that kid? And so they're helping us come up with some training and some guidance for those phone mentors. But they're just caring adults that we've touched base primarily out of the faith community. What do the mentors hope to accomplish through this program? What's their goal? Well, it's really just about relationship and keeping that kid talking, keeping that kid checking in so that, again, we can track the progress of that kid. Do they have housing? Do they have a transportation? Do they have a job? Do they have a support community? Um, How are they doing emotionally? Because a lot of times kids in the foster care system, when they age out, they've still got trauma. They've still got issues that they carry with them, and they'll sabotage their lives. So it's basically just to keep them talking to an adult, and then if we discover needs that we can connect them with a a job or a housing or college or whatever that is, that phone mentor then, based upon what that kid's saying, will find other resources to continue to help that child once they've aged out of the foster care system. Tell us more about that commitment to help uh, these former foster kids, um, you know, through this program. Now, why is it so important for you personally to help these these kids or these young people uh, get ahead in life? Well, you know, when God calls you to a mission, he kind of lays that people group on your heart. And uh, we just want to just do everything we can to help these kids to succeed and not just give them resources. But primarily, it's just about relationship, relationship with us relationship with God, relationship with the support community. And the more that we can build relationship with these kids, it just helps us to really fulfill our mission. It's just really on our heart. You know, God just put them on my heart. I love these kids. I want them to succeed like they're my own kids. I don't want them to fail. I don't want them to get into trouble because they're phenomenal kids. Once you meet them, once you get around them, you find out many are amazing, amazing kids. And my heart just breaks for them. It breaks for them to age out and to not know where they're going and to struggling, and they feel like they're alone. They can't go back to family. They can't go back to other people that they've known in their lives or other people turn on, and they're just alone. And that just broke our hearts, and we're like, we've got to do something to let these kids know you're not alone, but you matter. Your life matters. Your purpose in life matters. Your destiny matters. You not failing matters to us, and we want to see you succeed in every area of life. And so really it's just you know, just the compassion and, and passion that God's put on our hearts for these kids like they're our very own to help them to succeed. And what do you think uh, life would be like for some of these young people if there wasn't a program like this in the community um, and these young people wouldn't have a chance to, to go in a positive direction? What's that outcome like, do you think? Well, it's, it's, it's not good. And I'll show you just one quick story. We had uh, Department of Child Safety call us, which is our Child Protective Services here, and they called us and they said, we've been dealing with this young man. We met him. We've been helping him. He aged out of the system. He moved in with his girlfriend's parents. 
through a circumstances that we don't know of. The family lost their home. He didn't have a job or a place to go. And so for three or four weeks, he was living in his car, had nothing to eat, had no way to connect with anybody. Somehow the DCS worker found him and called us and said, I know where he's at. I know where his car is at. He has nobody to support him, nobody to help him. Could we get a phone so I can connect with him and help him connect him with services so that he can thrive? And then, of course, we said yes. And then so now that that caseworker has his number and we have his number and that young man has found housing, he's found a job, and he's getting his life back on track just because we were able to get him that phone so that he could communicate what's going on and where am I at in life. So we see phone like that all the time with these kids, these stories where these kids without that support structure in our lives, they're failing because they have nobody. They've never made a decision their whole life in the foster care system. All decisions have been made for them. And all of a sudden now they age out and they're expected to make all these life-changing decisions and they don't have the capability of doing that. And so they just get out there and they wander, they couch surf house to house, they become homeless, just trying to make their way. And by connecting them with us, with that caring adult that can just love on them and build a relationship with them and guide them in the right direction, it's, it's making a difference and the kids love it. Fantastic. Well, a success story for sure. Well, tell us more about those results that you're seeing because of the phone program. Well, it's really cool in our state, we talked to a lot of agencies and they say kids would age out about maybe three or four per year will call that caseworker back of all the kids they work with per year. And when we tell them, well, we just started this program, so it's brand new. It's only been going for a couple months, and we already have 38 or plus kids every month calling in. As we get more phones, that's going to increase. So it's working. The, the program is working, and the kids like being connected. They like to know somebody cares about them. Um, so it's and the percentage is so huge. And I know that We've tracked our kids that have been assigned to a mentor as they get ready to age out. And we have a 96% success rate of kids aging out of foster care, which is really, really cool, as opposed to a 60% failure rate. On a personal level, why do you, why do you have such a big heart for young adults who've aged out of foster care? What's in your heart? Well, just again, I, I, God put a burden when God called us to be missionaries and to quit our job. We did it by faith, and we didn't have anything. We had nothing saved. We're like, God wanted us to go and step out as missionaries, step out in faith. And so everything we have is invested in these kids, and we meet them at our events. So we do a lot of events. Our organization intersects these kids from the time that they are removed from their homes to a couple of years after. And so we do events with them. We do activities with them. We're in the group homes with them, mentoring them. And so we have a lot of personal connect with them when we begin to get close. We're almost like a foster parent without being a foster parent. And uh, just spend a lot of time with these kids. And I, they're not a number to me. You know, they're a, they're a human being. They're a person. I know their name. I know their story. I know their background. And, and they become close to you and your heart's with them. And so when they fail, it's like your heart just breaks because it's like, again, your own child or someone that you've raised is now struggling. And I just, I can't handle that. And that with that in touch with what God has put on my heart and the burden that God has put on our lives and the call that God's put on our lives, it's just, it's everything to us. And we want to make sure that not only when they age out of these successful, we want to start intersecting those kids at age eight, nine, 12, 13, and start pairing them up with a mentor and start getting them into our activities and, and connecting them to a support community or a faith community so that as they age out now, man, they're, they're already strong and they have that ability 
But it's just, you know, it's just God, and it's just uh, a relationship that we've developed with these kids as we help them and serve them through their entire journey. How does it make you feel personally to know that you're making a positive impact in the lives of these young people, some who may not find much hope in their future? It's, it's, it's everything. You know, they call us on the phone. They share us their stories. And a lot of times they'll call us and they're in tears, we're in tears, and everybody's just kind of a sob fest. We share those stories with our staff about what these kids do. And they they just call us and, and share them. And then or caseworkers will call us and say, hey, did you hear that blah, blah, blah? You know, he got a job or she got a job or they went to college, or they found a forever family, or, you know, they went into the military and they're succeeding, they're doing great, they got married, they're having kids. And it's just those little stories that that become like a candy to us, you know, that that just really helps you to know this is why we do what we do, because that kid succeeded. And, you know, it's the Tabithas, it's the Damons, it's the, you know, the kids that we mentioned that continually share their stories with us, and they'll call us back and thank us. Thank you. Thank you for making a difference in my life, you know. Thank you for helping me. And uh, I don't get emotional, but, you know, when they turn around and they say thank you because you changed my life, it's it's everything, man. It just it fires you up. It fires your faith. It fires your your hope, your, your resolve to, to just even do more because you knew you changed the destiny that a kid was heading toward, and now they made a complete turnaround. And their life's going to be different because we were able to touch that kid on their journey and make a difference. And what do you hope for as far as the future, you know, for some of these young people? And, of course, for OCJ kids, what's your hope? Well, my hope is that we could help equip and empower churches nationally, and that every church, a lot of them don't know how to help some of these kids or how to get involved or where that they could get involved. And we'd love to come as- beside them and just say, hey, we're here to help empower you, connect, so that any kid when he's aging out of foster care, especially with this phone program, can we connect every single kid with a cell phone? Can we connect every kid with a support community and a caring adult so that their results of their life are going to be different? Because we've got to change the statistics that we have on these kids that are so horrible when they age out because they don't have those support systems in our lives. And so really our, our hope and our goal is how do we help people and churches and the faith community to make a difference, to say we're here to help surround you, to empower you, to equip you with the tools, the resources, the connections, to make a difference in kids in your own local community, in your own city, that you can start making a difference. Gary, before we conclude, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to remember about the OCJ Kids phone program? Something you think is really important for others, you know, to keep in mind? I would just say just, you know, find out the need in your area. Find out what kids in your area and how can you serve them and contact us. You hear of of a kid getting ready to age out and you want to stay in touch with that kid because you developed a relationship. Call us. Let us send you a phone. Let us help equip you to reach out to that kid on a monthly basis and see the success of that kid continue on past his time aging out of foster care and to reach out to us. We're here. We want to help. God has called us again to just equip and empower, and that's what we want to do. We want to be there for anybody that just needs our help to say how we help you to help these kids to make a difference in our lives. So we're here. We're available. Please call us. Gary, thanks so much for being with us today. 
Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity kind of share our heart and our mission. And this is an incredible program. I mean, it's, it's never been done that I know of anywhere across the nation um, to be able to do this. And to have T-Mobile just say, here, here's free cell phones for you guys to pass out nationally is quite remarkable. So God is moving, and it's incredible to watch.